I'm Carly Fiorina, and this is By Example. On this podcast, we sit down with leaders of all types to explore examples of real leadership and the qualities of all great problem solvers. I think we get really confused about what leadership is. On By Example, we lift up the real leaders, people who are focused on changing the order of things for the better and solving real problems that are right in front of them. Leading by example. Welcome back to my conversation with leadership expert John Maxwell. If you haven't listened to part one, I encourage you to do that. Today we're presenting part two. Our conversation is partially led by the CEO of the John Maxwell Companies, Mark Cole. Here we talk about our own personal leadership journeys, when we discovered what leadership really is and what it's not, when we discovered why leadership is so important and what happens when it's missing. We talk a lot about the components of successful leadership. Pay attention in this segment to what we say it is, but also to the things we never mention because leadership isn't about those things. You know, Mark, uh, the reason I do leadership and have all my life is is when I was 25, I, I became convinced of this one sentence, and that is everything rises and falls on leadership. And, and the day I bought into that, that everything rises and falls, that, that if an organization has a bad leader, it, it's going to cause all kinds of problems. If they have a good leader, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make everything better. When I bought into that, I said, this is something I can give my life to. If this is true, and if you can help people learn how to lead, which I believe you can, I completely believe that, then I'm going to help people learn how to lead because when I do that, they're going to make things better for themselves and they're going to make themselves make things better for, for others. And to this day, 45, 50, yeah, 45 years later, everything rises and falls on leadership. And that's why I'm passionate about it. Because if we can help people lift that leadership lid, uh, not only do they help themselves, but they help others too. Warren, can I just ask you to notice something? Mm-hmm. I think sometimes what doesn't get said is as important as what does get said. Listen to what did not get said. Leadership is not position. Leadership is not title. That's leadership right. is That's not sure. the big office. Yeah. Leadership is not the big perks. It's not the parking place, is it? Yeah, it's not the parking When I started, I thought leadership was position, title, office, and perks. And I think a lot of people think that's what leadership is, and that's not what leadership is. And there are a lot of people who have leader in their title, and they are not leading. That's a fact. Yeah. So it's not about that. Leadership is an innate capacity if, based in the right values, the right tools, the right training, the right encouragement. That's so true. so leadership is challenges. John says, Carly, that his last book, we're going to know that he's done. When you walk through the airport and there's a book that says leadership sucks, that's <laughs> going to be his last book. But on that note, I want you both to talk about this question. What is the one challenge you have faced as a leader that you most appreciate and why? And John, we'll start with you. Well, I've always said that the biggest challenge of leadership is me leading myself. And very early, um, okay, I had a pastor background, okay? And uh, so what did I learn? I learned hermeneutics, homiletics. I, I learned how to tell people how to live. And one day it hit me that um, the only credibility I had to tell people how to live is to live it myself and that people do what people see. 
not what they hear. And uh, when I became convinced that I had to live the leadership that I taught, that I had to be the person that I looked at others and expected them to be, the moment I really put all of the leadership responsibility of being the person I needed to be on me and not on anyone else, it began, of course it's a long process, it began that first step of, of beginning to have moral authority in my life. And, and that doesn't happen quick or early. That's a, that's, that's a lifetime of, of living an example and, and, and fleshing out. But, but I can still remember in my 20s that I, I said to myself one day, I'm not going to teach, I'm not going to preach, I'm not going to share anything that I don't really believe. I'm, I'm just not going to do it. And if, if, if it's not something that I have not experienced or have not uh, bought into myself, I'm not going to try to get anyone else to buy into it either. And I go back to those early days of making those decisions, and I look at them now, and those anchored me. They, they, that's what gave me solidness. That's, that's what allowed me to overcome the adversity, the challenges, the, the criticism, all the stuff that leaders go through. I mean, there really is no good two consecutive days in a leader's life. <laughs> there just isn't because, because problems are popping up. I mean, it, if you have two good consecutive days without any problems as a leader, I, I don't, I'm not sure where you are, but you aren't wherever I've been in the leadership realm. And, of course, Carly, you've, you've built your leadership. Your, your whole credibility of leadership was solving problems from almost day one. So, I mean, you can speak to that much better than I can for sure. I agree with everything you just said, so I won't add to it, but I'll take a slightly different tack. So it was the, your question was the most impactful leadership challenge. Yep. The one that impacted you the yeah. most. And so why. I would say how to be brave and how to ask a question. Now those sound like strange things, a strange way to answer that question, but how to be brave if, if you, I was scared of everything. I've spent a lot of my life being scared. And yet, by, by the way, being brave is not about a lack of fear. It's about getting through your fear. You cannot lead. You cannot solve a problem unless you're prepared to be brave. Because solving a problem means challenging the status quo. Solving a problem means getting criticized. You have to be brave, and you can learn how to be more brave. Learning how to ask a question. Questions open up so many possibilities. And there's so many people who walk into a, people who would call themselves leaders, and the first thing they do is want to talk and tell. Yes. And what I learned... Because when I started out, I didn't know anything, and nobody thought of me as a leader of any authority. Who is this woman? I learned to ask questions, lots of questions. The more questions I asked, the more possibilities I saw. And the more questions I asked, the more peripheral vision I had. And the more questions I asked, the more problems I understood people were hurting with. And the more questions I asked, the more potential I realized was all around me. So much of leadership is communication. John, you've written a book about everyone communicates, but few connect. I want to ask you guys a question, maybe two, on communication. So connecting with people, what do you do, Carly, as a leader to connect with people, and how important is that to, the, to a leader? Well, communication 
is critical to a leader because if you can't communicate where you're trying to go, no one's ever going to go there. And if you can't communicate why they, why we together need to solve this problem or go somewhere different, you're never going to change anything. I think the single most important thing about communication is something John just said. It has to be authentic. It has to be real. There's an old saying, uh, no one cares about what you know until they know that you care. And what authentic communication, people have to believe that they're hearing you as you really are. They're seeing you as you really are. People want to know what you're saying is real, that you believe it, that it comes from experience, therefore that it has credibility, and that you're willing to actually practice it, that it's authentic. I think that's especially important now. Wow, there is so much communication these days that is so false, so manufactured, so superficial, so meaningless that people spend so much time on. Yeah. So it's got to get and be real. Wow. John, just this concept of connecting with people, what do you do as a leader to connect with your people? Well, I think people want to know three things when they listen to someone. Uh, I think they want to know, uh, do you care for me? And so I very quickly tried to uh, uh, share with people how much I value them and how much I care for them. I think they want to know, can you help me? I mean, I mean, if I listen to you, are you going to make a difference in my life? Is, is, is something going to get better for me because I've listened to you? And, and thirdly, you know, can I trust you? Authenticity. And, uh, and I think that uh, those three things in communication are essential, that, that I value you when I talk to you. Um, I can't help you. I'm competent. I've, I, I, I've, I've got a path for you. I've, I've, got, I've, got, a, I've got some things that will really uh, take you to a different level. And, and that, yeah, I live an authentic life. Uh, what you see is who I am, and, and you can trust me. I think when that comes together, um, communication is so much more than words. Words only have impact based upon if I can do those three things really well. The, the, the better I do those three things, the more impact my words have with people. It's the, words, the words don't stand alone. They always have to be backed up by something and with something. And when I could do those three things, those words began to have impact and began to have influence and power in people's lives. You know, it's interesting, Mark, that you would ask that question because back to the we have a values problem and we have a leadership problem and John and I are focusing together on how do we help make better that values and leadership problem. Communication is essential to leadership. But communication is not leadership. That's and, correct. And, and think about all the people who are influential communicators, authentic communicators that people trust, and they are not changing the order of things for the better. They are doing just the opposite. There are lots of communicators out there. There are lots of people that communicate in an authentic way, in an influential way, and they call us to our worst selves. 
They ask us to focus on the most superficial things. So communication is important, but if it's not founded in the right values and it's not focused on the purpose of leadership, it can lead you to really bad places. Wow. Excellent. That's Excellent. very true. So, so let's talk politics. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I'm kidding. But let me just set the stage for one question I do want to touch on here. John, you work with political world leaders around the globe. I mean, that's part of what your foundation does. Carly, you have been in the fray. We watched you. My, I knew you as the CEO of HP and admired your work there. But truly, my first real insight into you as a leader was John sitting in a hotel room watching the presidential debate and John saying, I wish they would give her more time. She's the one that's really saying stuff that is substantive that will really make a difference. That's right. I remember that You, you remember that. Yeah. But I really don't want to get either one of you on a political stump, okay? This is not a trap. But I do want to ask you both a question. What is the role of country leaders and how does that differ from the role of a corporate leader? Well, my first answer would be it depends if they're actually a leader. I mean, look, we got a lot of CEOs (laughs) that are not leaders. And we have a lot of politicians at all levels who are not leaders. So um, a lot of people in the political realm would say their purpose is to win. A lot of people in the corporate world would say their purpose is to make money. Now, you can't impact unless you win. That's what a politician would say. And you can't keep going unless you make money. That's what a CEO would say. But the truth is winning and making money, if you're a leader, are means to an end. They are not the end in themselves. That's true. And I think a lot of people with title stop with the means. I got to make money. I got to win. So I think a leader's role, I don't care if you're in politics, you're in a community, you're in a family, you're in a corporation. A true leader's role is to unlock potential in others, to change the order of things for the better by solving the festering problems, and have an impact. That's the purpose of a leader, wherever they are. Matters not to me what their title is. Well, John... Oh, I, I, everything she just said. She, hey, hey, she just said it all. I, I mean, really, it, I, I completely agree with everything she said. You know, there's sometimes when you, you don't try to add on, you just nod and say, I agree. So that's the end of part two. As you know, this conversation is broken into three parts, the last of which you'll hear next week on By Example. Again, I want to remind you to check out both of our upcoming book releases. You can find John's book, Leader Shift, which comes out on February 5th at johnmaxwell.com. And you can find my upcoming book, Find Your Way, coming out on April 9th at carlyfiorina.com. You can always check out more By Example episodes on carlyfiorina.com or on iTunes please review and subscribe. As always, reach out to me on Facebook and Twitter at Carly Fiorina or send me your thoughts on carlyfiorina.com. Until next time, I am Carly Fiorina and this is By Example.